Thank you for joining us for Woke Moments, a conversation on issues and hot topics impacting young generations. My name is Janet Kelly, and I am the Executive Director of Sanctuary of Hope, as well as your host. So now let's jump into a moment of awakening. Woke Moments. Hello, everyone. This is Janet Kelly, Executive Director of Sanctuary of Hope. I'm in the car right now, driving on my way from our South LA location in the Crenshaw Adams area to our Hawthorne location in the South Bay to drop off some hand sanitizers, sanitation wipes, as well as some masks for uh, the participants who are coming in for essential services at our location. It's very interesting right now because normally on a day like this, I can't really hop on the 10 freeway and go to the 405 because the traffic is so backed up. But literally, right now, traffic is really good. Not that many people on the freeway, so driving is gonna be a blast, a breeze getting there. It has taken anywhere almost an hour. And so if I have the, the choice of hopping on the freeway or taking the streets, um, I would literally take the streets and do the stop and go as opposed to being on the freeway and um, not experiencing the catastrophe of what the 405 will look like. And see, we're about to get on the 405 now and it's, it's pretty clear. It's moving. <laughs> but I know a lot of people are driving and walking frustrated. And that's what kind of gets me. It's it's like I, I was in um, Albertsons on, I can't remember what day it was. It was in the morning. So I don't know if it was like a Friday morning or whatever. And so this lady, like this gentleman just walked, just walked past her. And then she started screaming at the top of her lungs how she needed six feet. <laughs> and he's like walking, just literally walking past her. And she's like, literally, when I'm saying she's screaming how she needs six feet, I think, think this whole kind of COVID pandemic has gotten people a lot of antsy. And I think some people are more antsier than others. But I also think that this this pandemic is really shining a light on a lot of things that every day that people don't think about. Like, for example, the article that came out on CNN about African-American, especially particularly African-American males, you know, not wanting to wear a mask because we're either approached by law enforcement or approached by people in general because they were wearing masks. And even before the COVID-19 before there was an order to wear masks, there were posts like, black men can't go out, just walk out here and wear masks like that because people haven't got past their negrophobia or their black phobia. And how black phobia, negrophobia, however anyone wants to call it, um, is something that's real. And everyone who wears a mask, some people wear it with privilege of knowing that, you know, although it is a cloth of protection, but also for others, they can en encounter either a risk or they can encounter a not so pleasant engagement with law enforcement. So, I mean, these are things that 
you really get to learn a lot about and even the issues around the health disparities of who's dying um, with COVID and and how um, I believe I read an article yesterday this one African American lady went to the hospital and she was seeking to get help but she didn't have insurance so she was denied access and it's not just her there was a many people who just haven't had insurance who've been denied access to health care believing that they either had COVID or were experiencing some other symptoms and it makes you really really rethink what we need to do about our health healthcare system so that everyone is covered and can feel that at any point in time that if they're ill they're sick they could um, seek health services. So learned, we're learning a lot. We are learning a whole lot right now. Well, COVID-19 has really made our whole organization recalibrate, really determine what it is that we can do, how we can best effectively serve vulnerable youth populations. Because unlike most everyday businesses where either people are going in for groceries or or doing some type of monetary exchange in order to get a need met we're actually doing services and so for us it's I wouldn't say being creative but figuring out how to best meet the needs of young people who are coming in for basic needs whether it's you know toilet paper to water to having access to food, to addressing them, losing their employment, because many of them are, although they're the first hired, they're in industries where they're entering employment for the first time, whether that be retail or the restaurant industry, and they're not working. So finding ways to, one, get them rapidly re-employed elsewhere, and also getting them connected to employment benefits. And um, that has been a challenge right now. And so uh, we've just pretty much had to recalibrate and figure out how we could best serve people. And I think the, the biggest recalibration for us is, or was, uh, putting together infrastructure to virtually connect and exchange information and um, address the social isolation that some of our young people have experienced to let them know that when this is a, a period in time or historic period in time that we are going to get past but at the same time we all have to be responsible um, and it's part of the life skills learning of you have to stay in you have to wash your hands and these are the things that you need to do to get back on your feet once this period is over but in the meantime we're here to help you and these are the ways in which we can help you so it's it's been um it's been a challenge but it's been also a good way to for us to learn how to think critically and respond in a crisis because i think when a lot of nonprofits when they write their disaster plans we, we write our disaster plans based off of if we're gonna have an earthquake or if there's gonna be a flood. And so none of our disaster plans include anything um, associated with a pandemic. So this has really taught us a lot about 
even reviewing our own operations and protocols around disaster planning. So that's, it's been an eye opener. <laughs> I would say the last couple of weeks we've been really successful and thanks to a lot of compassionate and caring landlords, we've been able to move an average of five young people into permanent housing a weekend. Today we're moving in two. So that's, that's very um, exciting to know. So the opportunity is there and, and I think a lot of it has to do with the young people that we're currently moving in are linked to housing subsidy. And because they're linked to a housing subsidy, it, it gives landlords a bit of comfort in knowing that their funds are going to come because young people are getting housed. Now, for those who are not linked to some type of housing subsidy, I think the challenge is, is a little bit more greater because as I've started seeing in a lot of the applications where people are applying, and this is just not just the young adults that we work with, but just people in general, those applications are asking whether or not people actually have income, if they're currently being impacted by COVID, all of those things that you would not think would be in a housing application, but is. So I don't quite understand it, but I, I know that that's gonna be a challenge for some people who, who particularly are not going to be able to demonstrate, especially if they're receiving some form of unemployment right now, their ability to take on a rent obligation. So I think we're gonna see a lot of housing insecurity, a lot of it right now, a lot of instability around housing. One, because people are losing losing their jobs or they're being furloughed from their employment. And then the other is even once they, or once this COVID pandemic crisis passes, you know, people are, a lot of people are gonna be racked with a lot of debt and how to overcome that debt as well as manage you know, your basic needs, your basic household is going to be a strain. So I don't think the recovery time is going to be as quick as one would hope it would be. So our goal is to ensure that we're here, we're able to help as much as we can. But a lot of that is really going to be based on how well philanthropy invests in the work that we do as well. Because if philanthropy isn't there to help in the investment of our work, there's going to be a lot of needs going unmet. I would say what people can do is really look at your finances. And now is the time where you need to start financial planning or you start addressing what's going to make you financially healthy after this pandemic is over. You know, even once you get that first stimulus check, if you are among those who are going to get stimulus check, uh, what are you going to do with it and how are you going to manage it so you could be financially healthy so it's all of those things even right now I just even think of myself it's it's how even during this time I am I've become so extra frugal you know frugal uh, in how I'm purchasing groceries and making my groceries last over a week's period or two weeks period because I have a larger household um, that I'm responsible for, but also at the same time, managing to even not my budgets, but my, my 
my financial obligations of what I have to pay out. And so centering kind of your mindset around that, I think will be helpful too, but not looking at your your financial planning as an overwhelming kind of feat, but looking at it as an opportunity to kind of plan and put together steps to make sure that your finances are going to be in good shape over a period of time. It may not be directly after the COVID period, but it will be. It'll recover over time. My woke moment about COVID-19 is this is a period of time and it's a period. A period means that it's at the end of the sentence and the fact that it's at the end of the sentence that a new sentence is about to begin. So that's my woke moment. All right, all right. This is Lawrence here. I am the uh, life coach over at Sanctuary of Hope in um, Hawthorne. Um, basically, just giving you an update on what's going on in my life and as well as my work life about the uh, COVID-19. Me, myself, I'm just staying safe, keeping a mask on, washing my hands, trying to reach out as to as many uh, youth as I can to uh, keep them up to date on what's happening with the program and also asking them what they need as far as necessities and things like that during this crisis. As far as work is going, this has a bit of a halt and a damper on working and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's a little slow, but still trying to stay in there, hang in for the good fight. Man, deliver the services that we can deliver here at Sanctuary of Hope. Oh, man, changes that I've seen in L.A. is uh, people are actually conscious about, you know, uh, what they're doing. Some people are doing the extra step and helping others as far as like getting them um, up to date on COVID-19 procedures, as far as like how to stay safe and social distancing and things like that. People are also starting to help more people during this time uh, as, as, as opposed to back in uh, before COVID-19 started. People really didn't like help at all. And um, now it's like people are showing a little bit more care toward each other and uh, definitely, definitely uh, practicing um, good uh, hygiene. It impacted me in a way that made me really think about what was going on around me. Before, I didn't really, uh, well, coming from the healthcare background that I have, I was, you know, of course, up to date on, like, washing hands and things like that. But this this uh, pandemic really made me look at what was happening around me as far as, like, you know, it just, it made me a lot more nervous about viruses and things like that and just keeping myself safe. So, it, it made me tighten up my game about everything. When I put a mask on, I have noticed that since I am like, I'm like 6'2", really big guy, law enforcement as well as other uh, people in my environment, you know, tend to look at me. That's just something I think that us as a people going to have to start really just being aware of and just dealing with because you stay safe, you know what I'm saying? Like regardless of what people think about you or, you know, what type of attitude they have towards you, you know, your life is on the line at this point. So... I would just say bare and gritty, you know what I mean? Just kind of like don't really even care about what's going on. Just cover your, cover yourself and make sure you're safe. From, the, from what I'm getting from the youth, of course, they're nervous. They're nervous about what's happening. They're nervous about if, if services are going to still be provided. They're just nervous. So my, my job would be to just ensure them and let them know that, you know, we're working with them. We're keeping everything going as, as, as best as we can. And just to uh, hang in there, you know, because, I mean, these kids are uh, are really just they up in the air right now because they don't you know, some they're coming from a background where they don't have anything. And, you know, to to see this happening, it could be an issue where that happens again. So 
yeah, I think they're nervous, but here at Sanctuary of Hope, we're just trying to keep them focused. And if you want the best way, I would say, for them to be employed is get on Indeed, get on these job sites, get on, uh, utilize the internet. If you, uh, the jobs that's out there right now that's really hiring are uh, food delivery companies, grocery stores. You need to really be out there looking for these jobs that have immediate hire because if you search for these t- uh, for these jobs, you can uh, have have a job within hopefully like a couple of weeks, if possible, if well enough. So I would say definitely the web. Uh, stay on top of Indeed, stay on top of uh, Monster.com, and just look for these jobs that says immediate hiring. I guarantee you can get a job. So so if you, so I would say, uh, even though it is a crisis situation right now, still go in suited and booted. I mean, go in ready to work, resumes, uh, uh, well, uh, well-groomed, dressed, and, and ready to impress, because uh, just because there's a crisis going on uh, doesn't mean that uh, the employer wouldn't want to have somebody responsible and uh, job-oriented in their uh, in their facility so uh treat it just as just as though um it's this isn't happening and you're just looking for a regular job because uh you got to be ready man because <laughs> if you go in uh just looking like joe Smo, the next guy that comes in and he's dressed to the nines he'll get the job before you just because uh they see his disposition and see that he's uh he's ready to work this will be the perfect time to, to figure out what direction you want to go in your life. Really start to sort out things about your life and, you know, find out what you need to do to make yourself who you want to be in 2020 or 2021. So my name is Brianna Rivera and I'm a program support associate and a housing navigator here at Sanctuary of Hope. COVID-19 has been really difficult having to navigate, you know, the system in housing and also personally can start off with the personal part of it i have had uh, family friends that have been impacted by COVID 19 and it's been really difficult to kind of cope with it that it's impacting a lot of um, people that you know are close to home which just makes me think in the line of work it's very difficult for our houseless folks not having a roof over their head or being able to quarantine and follow the guidelines that uh, they have set for us for our safety. So as for, you know, working and having to come across people every day, whether on the phone or in out in public, it's been really difficult to try to um, navigate it. But I have been provided with a lot of resources here by Miss um, Kelly and also LASA has gave us a lot of hope in battling, trying to battle this COVID-19 with upcoming resources like availability in motels and hotels and also the shelter programs at our local parks as well. So LASA is the Los Angeles Housing Authority, so they give us resources that we can give uh, individuals that we serve on top of just updating us on the current federal guidelines and kind of try to help us navigate it, organization trying to navigate it. as Now they need resources as in trying to find food, places that are going to give them their essentials, such as, you know, toilet paper, water. So we have definitely been getting a lot of questions on what resources we have towards, you know, food and just our basic day-to-day essentials, and then also being scared to find employment in the areas that are available right now. But as for housing right now, we just do the regular process right now. We try to speed it up. We already have a list of available housing. 
So it's just kind of being consistent. We advise them to be consistent, to keep their spirits up, and to not let the current circumstances uh, unmotivate them. So as of right now, we're just focusing on them having employment and being able to um, find housing. Problems all over the phone right now due to the current circumstances with a lot of individual situations. They usually want their own individual housing due to being the fears of being in a shelter and being around, surrounded by so many people and having to go in and out all day. You know, you come in at a certain time, you leave at a certain time, and every person goes into different areas, you know, exposing themselves to different environments. My woke moment is keep your spirits high, stay positive, make sure to call your loved ones or anyone in your inner circle that's supportive with each other due to this quarantine and also just staying healthy. Yo, one, two, one, two. All right. Got me clear? Might sound nice. Check one. <laughs> hey, what's up, everybody? This is Andre Thomas. I am the program coordinator for our interim housing and transitional housing here at Sanctuary Hope. We've had to make lots of adjustments, but Bridge in particular, or interim housing in particular, we've made major adjustments to, to protect those who are a part of the program and as, as well as our staff. Of course, you know, they have to come to work daily. Uh, they have to go home daily. So we've had to implement um, procedures with, you know, with that as well. Uh, and so far, everyone has been complying. It was such a challenge initially with our participants at first because they really was not taking it too serious. A lot of it probably had to do with what news they were watching. We don't know exactly, but as time rolled on, participants became more involved into what we're doing and what how we're going about their protection so right now they're on board with everything they're in compliance with everything that we've asked of them they even though they're not allowed to go out they do well we've, we've purchased board games for them one participant actually even has a uh, PlayStation, so they sit on the game, play PlayStations. Uh, we've even incorporated our therapists to, you know, just go over some some practices just to ease their minds um, during those hard times where they're unsure and uncertain. You know, things get a little rough at dealing with each other, being in such close quarters. Um, they've really impressed me just with the way they are responding or they they are beginning to respond to um, the whole COVID-19. Although we're in the pandemic, we're continuing to uh, work with youth and um, uh, stabilizing their housing situation, employment, um, education, and all of those things that are to their stability moving forward in life. Bridge is really what the name says it is. It's a bridge from one location to the other. Um, usually when you're crossing a bridge, you're going forward. So we, we really take that word as what it is. 
my woke moment will eventually come after the dust settles at this point I really don't get time to reflect on things um, it's hands-on it's you know jump on in handle your business make the adjustment necessary adjustments as you know as they come thank you for listening to woke moment for more information about our organization please visit soh.org subscribe to us for a woke moment wherever you listen to podcasts follow us on twitter at the underscore soh underscore la and on facebook and instagram at sanctuary of hope la Wake up!